Session 16, November 29th, 2012. The morning sun filtered through the soaped and curtained plate glass windows, diffused and gilded. The first floor of the old bookstore was a mess. Several shelves had been turned over, and a plethora of paperbacks lay strewn across the floor. Already, I could make out such familiar titles as Watership Down, The Lord of the Flies, The Shining, and Fahrenheit 451. Hey, there's some good books here, I said, stooping to pick up the faded copy of Ray Bradbury's 1953 classic. I know, right? I've already found pretty much all of Salinger's books. I think I may be missing one, but what a score. I didn't know you were a reader, Mark. I read a lot when I was a kid. I kind of stopped once I discovered punk rock and skateboarding. Don't ask me why. I think I'm going to take this opportunity to start back up again, though. I waved my newly acquired book in the air and smiled. That's a good boy, Heather grinned and kissed me lightly on the mouth. To the rear of the store, and near where we had descended from the basement, was a set of stairs that obviously led up to the top floor. It was cordoned off with a red velvet rope divider clipped between a pair of silver stanchions. Alright, it's upstairs we go, Heather said, stepping over the rope. The upstairs level was little more than a glamorized attic. Bookshelves stretched from floor to low ceiling, crammed with ancient-looking hardbacks. The room's only window was unboarded. A cat sat on a rooftop across the street, grooming itself with a pink tongue. Below the window sat an aged oak desk. Two silver candlesticks were placed on either side of the worn wooden surface. Black wax dripped and hardened down their sides. A rickety-looking wooden chair was positioned in front of a stack of leather-bound books and yellowed papers. Okay, so this is where shit gets really interesting. Obviously, when I saw that the upstairs was cordoned off, I just had to take a look, right? From what I can figure, this was an office-slash-place where they kept the rare books. Like special request kind of thing. And as it turns out, books on the occult are quite pricey. I even checked some of the titles on eBay, and they go for like... A few hundred sometimes. Why the store just seems to have been abandoned, literally, is beyond me. Maybe the owner croaked or something. I'm sure we could find out, but it really doesn't matter, does it? What really matters is what these babies hold between their covers, which is a shitload of valuable information. I'm listening. You know how I kind of recluse for a while after what happened? Yeah, of course. I'm so damn worried. I'm sorry, sweetheart, I really am. Obviously, it was a kind of fucked up time for the both of us, but I didn't just spend it shut up in my room with the covers pulled over my head. Though, to be completely honest, I did do that at times. But also, I took to walking in the mornings. My mom and dad had called the school and said I wouldn't be in for a while due to medical reasons. They thought I had been hit with a bout of typical teenage depression, and the doctor they made me see said that regular exercise was an important step down the path of well-being. Or some such shrinky shit like that. Each morning I would walk down to the library and back. I found this place the first day. When I discovered the old occult volumes, I was scared at first. I wanted nothing to do with them after what had happened. Then I was struck by a thought. What if there was no way that James would let this slip? I think that the experiment went even better than he had expected. He wouldn't let it go. 
and I didn't want us to be a part of that. And of course, he wouldn't like that one little bit. Carl would just tag along. That was always obvious, and to be honest, that didn't really worry me all that much. He's little more than a henchman. So I reached for a volume and took it off the shelf. A couple of hours went by before I even realized this stuff was legitimate. I came back each day reading more and more, and after a week started to practice. I found significant differences between what the four of us had done and what I had read. Magic, power, or whatever you want to call it, can be channeled and directed from within, as opposed to seeking it from some foreign source, hence making it more reliable. Like, if you seek it from outside of yourself, you pretty much open yourself up for anything happening. I mean, you can't really control it, but from within, that's totally different. The power is yours. You can sharpen and hone it, learn to direct it exactly where you want it directed. It's far more effective and a lot safer. Like, what kind of stuff are you talking about here, Heather? I'll get to that soon, don't worry. Look, I really think we have a good chance at defeating James and Carl. For all we know, James still thinks that he can't do shit without the four of us. And what's he gonna do? Put a flyer in the grocery store? Wanted temporary Coven members for a black magic battle. I really don't think so somehow. Anyway, he'd probably only turn up Dungeons and Dragons geeks. <laughs> Heather laughed and retrieved a thick volume from the desk. Alright, so this is a book I've been mainly working from. And time for a little demonstration. Heather sat down at the desk. She took a cigarette lighter from her pocket, flicked it, and lit both black candles. I wasn't ready for what happened next. It's that time again, I'm afraid. We're making good progress, Mark. <laughs>